Hi, my name is Paula Underwater. Hi, I'm Aquascape Adventure Ryan. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Aquascape Adventure Ryan. You can't forget that name. Welcome to Rumblefish. <laughs> We've missed you journey. so much. I know. It's been a crazy month. I know. Ryan here is like adulting. Uh, <laughs> God level, um, and we've been missing him. Yeah, it's, it's so weird when I here. it's so weird when I sit down in front of the computer to chat with somebody and it's just me. It's kind of I feel like I'm missing a limb, uh, <laughs> in a weird way. But since you're here, why don't you introduce uh, our guest tonight? Today, oh, I think <laughs> we're going somewhere we haven't actually gone before, right? Yeah. Um, going down and we're actually talking with uh let me get this right nikita natureverse yes welcome nikita hi hi guys thanks for having me and and we're traveling to i mean if if somebody if people don't know you uh you're in south africa which yes. to you it's nothing but to the rest of the world that's very exotic <laughs> Yes, no. Well, I mean, even yeah, like aquascaping is such a niche thing in South Africa. Um, I think even just for me to be a part of of Rumblefish podcast is it's exotic to me. So <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, it's like all of a sudden. I, I mean, I don't know if this happens to you, Ryan, as well. But I I didn't even know that there was a community in South Africa. And then like in the f- past few months, like all of a sudden, there's been this search of aquascapers and and you know activities and things going on over there that it's like definitely putting you guys on the map uh in a a really good way yes no definitely well that's something that we're trying to do we're trying to um grow the community in south africa and recently we had uh jordan stirrett Mm -hmm. um from the uk come over and i think that also helped get our name out there but and kind of put us on the map a little bit. Um, it was so nice to have an international aquascaper come to South Africa. It's the first time we've ever had anything like that. Uh, he came and he did two workshops for us. Um, and I mean, South Africa is huge. It's like really yeah. big country. Um, but he only came to Johannesburg and he did two workshops in Johannesburg and we had such an incredible turnout um, and such awesome feedback. Just seeing the whole community come together and everyone was so focused and absorbed in what he was saying it was really really cool to see yeah absolutely uh we we had jordan on the podcast i, I feel like in season one yeah. in years ago uh and he's he's definitely a, a cool cat definitely I'm, I'm glad you guys got to hang out with him and 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 just uh experience um his aquascaping in firsthand that's that's yes. really really cool no, no, definitely. And just getting like a couple hints and tips and things was very awesome. And and seeing someone that's in it purely for the love of it. I mean, it's not what he does for a living or anything like that. Um, and I know he does have a couple like brands that back him, but I know that they approached him. Um, but he's just he's passionate about it. And listening to someone talk about something they're passionate about, it's really cool to be a part of that. Definitely. Definitely. And, and that's what we try to bring to people with this podcast, you know, uh, we get passionate people like you in here and we just get to chat and we hope that we inspire people all over the world. Yes. Well, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Fostering that passion. <laughs> so you listen to the podcast, so you know how it goes. We want to know about your journey. How how did you get in, how did you get introduced to the hobby and how it developed to what it is yeah. today? 
So my introduction to aquascaping actually started quite a few years ago. Um, I'd say maybe three, four years ago. I was actually on Pinterest, mm-hmm. um, scrolling on Pinterest, just looking at things. And I've always been a, a nature lover, um, even though I never used to be able to keep house plants alive ever as much as I tried. Um, I was very into nature. So a lot of my Pinterest boards and, and feed was always filled with nature. And this video popped up of someone trimming aquarium grass. And it was the most mesmerizing video to watch, just watching them like slowly trim and everything's level and seeing like these little pieces of grass, like slow motion floating up. And I thought, what is this? And I clicked (laughs) on it and the caption underneath it was aquascaping. And I had absolutely no idea what that was, but I was like, this video is way too cool. So I decided to type aquascaping into my Pinterest search bar and suddenly like my eyes opened up to this whole other world that I had no idea existed. Um, And all of these beautiful scapes came up by all these incredible international aquascapers. And I just found myself scrolling for hours and hours, started an aquascaping board, didn't start a tank. I had no tanks or anything like that. And ended up actually then following a couple aquascapers on Instagram, just purely because I found it so interesting to watch. And I was watching YouTube videos and learning all about it. And only about two years after that, after avidly following aquascaping, that I one day, it was just, just, just before, before lockdown. It was kind of when COVID had just started becoming a thing. I think it was like December 2019. It suddenly hit me one day, like, why have I not started a tank? Mm -hmm. Like I've been following this and I've been so passionate about like viewing all this content. Why have I not done this myself? And I actually ended up taking like a small personal loan from the bank because I didn't have money accessible. And I bought like, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I didn't know anyone that even kept fish tanks or goldfish or anything like that. I was working purely off of what I was seeing on the internet, Mm -hmm. um, which at that time was not a lot. It was not very helpful. (laughs) Bought a little starter tank. Didn't really have much of escape to it. I kind of figured, okay, let me just start off trying to learn how to keep underwater plants alive because maybe this will go better than house plants. (laughs) And it was a complete and total flop. It failed so badly. (laughs) Within like the first two, three weeks, my tank was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I just, I became like a mosquito breeding ground. It was not a good time. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I scrapped the entire tank went back to the drawing board, got onto YouTube, watched a little bit more stuff, got more information, kind of realized where I went wrong and tried again. Um, and it, it, it took off, it flourished. <laughs> and um, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then actually what ended up happening from there, because it really was just like a very basic start tank. It wasn't like a proper aquascaping kit or anything like that. It was basically just the cheapest tank that you could get with some basic aquatic plants inside. I decided to start an Instagram page just to kind of like track my journey and track my growth and kind of get a little bit more involved in the community and have some access to advice from people. And then this company in South Africa called Epic Aquatics actually ended up coming across my page 
And they are, so they are basically the main aquascaping company in South Africa. So they've got a couple greenhouses and they grow um, aquatic plants and they distribute those throughout the whole of South Africa. Mm-hmm. And they're also the um, main distributor for brands such as ADA and Twinstar and CO2 Arts and things like that. So they're not actually a store themselves, they're just a distributor. Um, they came across my profile and ended up inboxing me and asking if I'd be willing to chat at some point um, about maybe joining the team and everything, which I was very confused by because mm. like, I'm just a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, how did this happen? And I'd literally had my Instagram page for maybe a month when this happened. It was such a case of being in the right place at the right time. I got so lucky. And then I actually ended up um, chatting with the guy. His name is Hitten coolest guy in the world (laughs) very very cool guy and basically what he said to me is South Africa the aquascaping community in South Africa is so small and because it's so small because there's not a lot of resources and 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 information and equipment available to South Africans um what is what is happening to a lot of people is they becoming interested in the hobby obviously because it's it's very attractive it's Mm -hmm. it's very cool you look at it you want to do it then they kind of start and the tank doesn't work out well or something happens and they don't really know what to expect and then they kind of give up. So to make it more accessible and to grow the community in South Africa, they actually wanted to bring a beginner on board. They wanted to bring someone that was completely inexperienced, that basically just had a love and a passion for it. And they wanted to show that anyone with a love for it and a passion for it and a willingness to try and understand and with the right equipment can also make it happen and do it right. And that's basically what we've been doing. So Hitton's been teaching me a lot of things. I've been working with him for a while now, about a year, year and a half. And it's actually just been an incredible journey. I've actually only just started my first high tech tank like two months ago, literally two months ago. Yeah, it's been amazing. I cried when I got my my high tech tank. Wow. <laughs> I cried. I was so <laughs> I was so happy getting like an ADA glass. Oh my word! It's literally a dream come true. It's something I've been dreaming about for like the last three, four years. And honestly, without him and without his help, it's not something that ever would have been accessible to me. It's not something I ever thought would be possible for myself. It's it's been amazing. It's really been amazing. <laughs> It's so cool because we can probably all relate to that feeling, you know, because usually and I'm sure there's some people that start in the hobby with like all high tech and like ADA tanks and stuff like that. But most most of us, I know Ryan and I, we didn't start there. You know, you start with whatever big box pet store. $20 Twenty dollar yes. uh, tank, and then one day, you know, as, as years go by, you end up or not. I mean, you don't have, you don't need an ADA tank if you don't, if you don't want one. But I know that feeling of getting your first ADA tank, and it's like it feels so precious and just so like it's ama- I was so scared to work with everything. <laughs> so scared, everything. Like even though it's not fragile, it just felt so fragile because I was like, <laughs> this is. This is like a culmination of years of hopes and dreams and work and effort and failures and just everything leading up to this moment right here. And like, I didn't want to mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) And also like setting everything up, even though I've been around aquascaping now for a while and for a few years and 
helping with builds and things like that. I was so out of my depth. I have, this is the first time I've ever had a canister filter. I've only ever had internal, small little internal filters. And it's also my first time ever working with CO2. Um, I was super, super out of my depth. I was so terrified setting everything up. And I also realized there's a lack of, there's a lack of tutorials aimed at beginners online. There's a lot of tutorials. There's an abundance of tutorials. But the way that these people talk in the tutorials is for more experienced people. There was a lot of times where I was looking like for videos to see how to set up like my CO2 regulator and everything. And I was just so overwhelmed watching all these videos because the more they spoke, the more I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I realized there's such a need actually for like really basic break it down like aquascaping for dummies <laughs> but aquascaping 101 i i totally agree i 100 agree like most of the aquascaping content that there's out there and, and i'm just gonna uh, focus on youtube uh it's about like playing with the plants and escaping itself which is like the pretty part but then what about a canister filter for the first time or what about setting yeah. up that that scary co2 for the first time I, I find there's a lack of content on that uh also like water chemistry and all of that i, I think that uh we focus a lot like we the community when we put content out there we focus a lot on the pretty part on the pretty side of it on the plants burning and like the beautiful fish and uh and all of that and then there's there's what about the basics? Absolutely. I could not agree more. Even when, when I first set this high-tech tank up, um, and when it first started cycling, I got some diatoms, which is normal when your mm -hmm. cycle starts. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I messaged Hitson and I was like, oh, my word, I've algae starting in my tank. What do I do? What did I mess up? He's like, no, man, it's diatoms. This is normal. Like, this is what happens when the cycle starts. I had no idea. I didn't know that at all. No. It's it, that information, like you said, it, it's not out there. Like, and I, I do think it is changing though, because I am seeing like on Instagram, a lot of aquascapers are starting to show like the the real side of it that it's not always going to be a success, and sometimes like tanks don't find a balance, and like it's not always as pretty as you see on Instagram, but it's still not like as common and as out there as it should be in my opinion and i feel like that's also why it's so intimidating for some people when they start um and i feel like also with aquascaping it's a very creative community it's you know that comes with the territory and i find with creative people like we are our own worst critics mm -hmm. we are all very hard on ourselves mm -hmm. and when when your creation isn't looking like the picture perfect polished Instagram post, you beat yourself up about it. You don't want to share and it. And the thing is, yes, you don't mm -hmm. want to. And you're embarrassed and you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough or like I'm a failure or I haven't done enough or things like that. Little do you know, like all of these people <laughs> had to go through this to get to the perfect, like polished look, you know? And they still battle yeah. with all of that. We all still battle with all of that, even though the picture looks perfect. Oh, yeah. You just don't take a picture of the algae spot. You just take a picture of the <laughs> of the side of the tank that's looking good that day. You know, um, yeah. And 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 there's there's something to it because that's what's inspiring. You know, if some if you went on YouTube and you typed aquascape for the first aquascaping for the first time and and all you saw were 
algae and like problems with your CO2 diffuser and how to clean your canister filter, you would probably never get into it. Who wants to clean Absolutely. a canister filter? Yeah. That's probably the most disgusting thing in the hobby or cleaning your pipes and stuff like that. No, we that's not what's going to get you into the hobby. So we need all that pretty side of it to kind of lure people into it. But I think it's necessary that we have all the other parts as well. Yeah, like you do have to be realistic about it, which is so that's something that I would like to do is I want to bring authenticity to um, aquascaping content. So as I've been setting up my high tech tank, um, I've basically been filming every step of the way, everything, me setting up the canister filter for the first time, which was, I don't even know half the sounds that came out of my mouth while I was trying to figure <laughs> out all of that. <laughs> but I've been like filming every step of the process um, and I will be like basically uploading everything on YouTube, just not right now, because I am planning on entering this tank into IOPLC. Mm -hmm. awesome. um, so yeah so once which is also it's a huge bucket list thing for me so uh, actually my main competition that I'm, I'm entering is the south african aquascaping contest mm -hmm. um but then it is an ioplc authorized contest so okay. i'm just going to enter the same tank both. into both mm -hmm. it's only a 45p so i'm not hoping for much but it's cool to see like where you kind of get at and also for next year to kind of see like compare yourself against yourself yeah. um so yeah once once entries and everything are released and placings and all of that then all of my videos are going to go up and i hope that i can help another beginner somewhere out there to just not be so intimidated by things because it really was very overwhelming i'm not gonna lie <laughs> very overwhelming <laughs> yeah I, I i feel you i mean i'm sure everybody listening feels you the first time i i run all my tanks on sponge filters uh for the first year and a half of me being in the hobby uh, and then eventually I got a, a bigger tank. I got a 60 gallon tank and it's like, okay, I can't, I tried to run that on a sponge filter. I did try uh, a huge sponge filter, uh, which was like looking like it was such a nice ore. So eventually it's like, okay, I'll go and get a canister filter for it. And I remember like right now you can do it. We can all do it with our, with our eyes closed. But that first time was of setting up that canister filter and priming it and like, right? no idea what to do and then i opened it up and i saw that there were different chambers and i was like hmm okay now what what goes into what where where how <laughs> how <laughs> and then i'd also been given um filter media by someone and then i just i had no idea how to do any of it i didn't know that i needed filter media bags and i didn't it was like I got everything and I was so excited to set it all up and I set the camera up and I started filming and then I realized I didn't even have half the stuff that I needed because I actually <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> no idea. It was, yeah. No, well, but, and then but you're you listening to And then you're listening to everyone and there's so many different ways that you could set it up with the different media. Are yeah. you doing charcoal? Are you doing purgin? Exactly. Are you doing... You know, what and that's kind another of... thing that I've realized through all of this is there isn't like one size fits all for every person, for every tank. Um, that's That for me has also been a, a big learning curve here because I kind of, I think I expected for there to be a, a set out um, process to follow, like steps, A, B, C, D, E, this is what you do and then you're going to win. And it's really not like that. And I, th like, I think it's also the, the nature of, nature um is that it de depends on so many different factors 
that you kind of need to know, and this is why it's so useful to be part of a community and to be able to have um, places where you can go for advice and people that you can talk to for advice is because you kind of need to know what to look for so that you can know what to do next because it's not going to be the same next step every single time. So true. And this is something yeah. that I that I also see particularly on Facebook, which we all know Facebook, it's a little bit like the far west of, of social media. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's so many roads that can lead you to success when you're, you know, when you're setting up. I'm not even, I'm not even talking about aquascaping. I'm just talking about aquariums in general. Um, mm. You know, and then there's so many people that think that their way, it's the only way. And then yes. there's like this other bunch of people that they follow any advice that falls in their hands. And that's yeah. a recipe for disaster. Yes, no, both are detrimental. <laughs> if I'm taking some advice from you, Nikita, and then I'm taking some advice from Brian that has a total different style of keeping uh, aquariums than you do, most likely, and I mix them all up, and I try to put them together in my tank, and it's just disaster. Yeah, it's not going to work. Mm. No, absolutely. One advice that I like to give people uh, when I see confused people on, on Facebook, I, uh, it's like, yeah, just take advice from, from people, but take advice from one person and follow the advice from that person in every, you know, as, as, as yeah. far as, as you can uh, or as far as you're comfortable with. But don't be mixing advice from different people, from different parts of the world that have different water chemistries and different fish stock and different plants and different lighting. That's not going to work. No, definitely. And also, like, I think if you are going to take advice from from someone, try try choose someone that's maybe using similar equipment or similar brands to you. Um, because I know like with a lot of those things, it, it can vary so differently. And also sometimes if you can, if you start mixing things, it creates an even bigger disaster. Mm. So try like find someone who's kind of on a similar wavelength to you because that advice would probably be better suited. I know you, Ryan kind of found that person with, uh, Minnesota, our yeah. Minnesota friend uh, with Mike. Steve. Yeah, MN Aquascape, Steve, yeah. Because um, I, I went down the same rabbit hole. I was watching YouTube, chatting with, you know, seven different people and, you know, fertilizing from one person, filtration from another person, lighting from another, and the tanks were to always fail. And, you know, later realized the reason was is because I'm mixing so many different styles that work if you put it all together as their style because you know i was following like farmers uh fertilization and he goes way over you know the recommended but it works for him because of the way that he's doing his water changes the way he's doing his filters and i was trying to do that with you know the style of somebody else and not doing as many water changes and just getting so out of balance that it just never worked for me until i stopped and did everything the same for one setup yeah. and then and eventually just i just happening. yeah like when it keeps failing how did how did you stay motivated when when it just kept not working sometimes you're not motivated sometimes you just <laughs> want to shut down all your tanks and just buy a cactus that happens <laughs> i'm also it the happens. type of person that can't fail so i just kept at it and spending uh -huh. hundreds of dollars on plants <laughs> until i got it to work and then 
once I worked, I found my own style and it's hard to give, it's hard to give somebody advice because you find a style that fits you and fits your tanks, fits your water column, fits what your Mm -hmm. lifestyle is. I mean, yeah, your lifestyle. That's, that's also something very important. Right. Cause like me, I haven't done a water change in three weeks now. I only have one tank that's just completely bad that I'm just going to have to break down. But everyone else is doing really well because, you know, they've matured too as well. But, you know, you just kind of have to find your own style and make it work for you. And, you know, it makes you happy and it works with your life, you know, then that's all it takes. Yeah, it, I, I, yeah. I often see a lot of people like jumping on the on, on the high tech, on the CO2 wagon. And it's like, you know, that it would moment you start, you start injecting your tanks with with CO2, you're going to have to be on top of them constantly trimming. I learned that the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's not the lifestyle for you. You know, maybe you do do have the time and you want to spend the time on that. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have the time for that. So you're just recommending CO2 nilly willy. And like people don't have the time to take care of a high tech tank. So how's your experience with that? Yeah, so I, I have, I've only ever had low-tech tanks in the past and it's been really manageable. Um, I have three low-techs running currently, nothing fancy though. Um, and then I found since I've started my high-tech, it's just so demanding of my time and my energy and my efforts. I have neglected my low-tech, my low-tech so terribly and I've realized that if I'm going to go the high-tech route, um, I don't think I would ever have more than two tanks and it would be two small tanks and that would be like my max mm-hmm. um, because literally I went from like trimming every couple of weeks, not even like mm-hmm. every month and a bit yeah. and doing a water change like every couple of weeks to literally trimming every single week. I have because mm-hmm. not only did I then go CO2, but I also planted a whole lot of stem plants thinking oh it's gonna look amazing and so beautiful <laughs> and i'm really literally trimming every single week yeah. every week <laughs> and it's difficult because I, I work a full day corporate job and i'm away from home for most of the time and then to try and fit the trimming and the water changes in within my light cycle and then also within like my time frame and everything it's i'm not gonna lie it's been very challenging um i've made a lot of sacrifices um recently for my tank uh because obviously I, I wanted to enter um the south african aquascaping contest it, it's a been a huge goal of mine for a while now and it's something i want to take off the bucket list and i started my tank very late um very late i think i started with only like two and a half months until closing date mm-hmm. so very 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 late so I've had to prioritize it and be on top of everything because I don't have the time available for if something goes wrong to have the time to fix it and try to find a balance again and everything. So it's been an adjustment. It's been a big adjustment. (laughs) Um, I've learned a lot. My eyes are wide open now. (laughs) I I will not underestimate high tech again. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't keep any high tech tanks right now. Uh, and it's not because I don't have the time because I probably do if I want to. It's just like I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with it right now. Yeah. And you don't feel like it all the time. That's up, like I have to force myself to do tank maintenance. Yeah. And I really don't want to. And at times like that, I'm like, gosh, why did I ever decide to do this? Why did I ever get into this hobby? But then once it's done, like you get your little serotonin release. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. 
accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> Take that off the to-do list. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally feel like that. Uh, I'm my peak of my high tech. Well, well, all my, all my tanks were high tech and we're talking big tanks and like little tanks, and medium tanks. Uh, that was a lot. And then yeah, I had to move and tear everything down and give away tanks. And then I figured out, like, I'm not missing that. I'm not missing that part of the hobby. The pressure of like, oh, I do need to trim. I do need to do water changes. And I kind of, yeah. you know, when I went back into it, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back into it. You know, having the, the, the nice low iron tanks and all of that, but not going high tech. Mm. Because yeah, why? but you see, it's like like you say, finding what fits your lifestyle, finding mm-hmm. what 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 works for you within the hobby. That's something that I also really enjoy in it. Is I find that like aquascaping is such a personal thing. Actually, it's it's really such a personal thing. The whole process of setting up your own tank and like scaping your own tank and everything. It's you really do pour a lot of yourself into that process um, where by your end results actually almost ends up becoming an extension of you and you become so invested in it. Um, and I really think there's something beautiful about that. There's like, it's kind of like a soul food uh, because it's such a personal thing and you're not doing it for anyone but yourself. Like yeah. it's for you. And it just feeds you in a different way to what other things do. It's it's just making me think of something. You know, you guys know how people say that they, uh, the dogs and their owners kind of look alike. (laughs) (laughs) And and then you see those like perfectly manicured aquascapes and you see kind of what kind of people is behind those scapes. And then you see and you see Ryan and I's jungles, and then you can tell how what kind of people uh, Ryan and I are. So yeah, I think that's that's something you said there. That's really interesting. Uh, uh, maybe we aquascape or we scape or we set up tanks the way we are. That's... I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah, it does. Huh, I wonder what does that say yeah. about that about people like Corey that keep no planted. I mean, he's back into the planted now. <laughs> but about the big, uh, sell, uh, the big African cichlid tanks with no plants and just like a few rocks in the middle. What does that say of those people? <laughs> <laughs> that we know what we like. You know what you like. <laughs> you used to be a, a cichlid person too, right? Oh, for my whole life, uh, up until about four years ago. Yeah, I was always wow. cichlids, yeah. Since I was probably, gosh, 10, 9 or 8, somewhere around there, yeah. I had cichlids for 20-odd years. And and then there's like the totally unrealistic people like me that has cichlids on planted tanks. <laughs> because I'm a unicorn. It's like... Someone can a... dream. We can dream. We can dream, exactly. I'm a dreamer. It didn't work. I tried. It's all right. I like this. I like this a lot. I like this conversation a lot. I think it's 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 a lot of food for thought. Uh, yeah, food for thought there. Uh, just kind of analyze your aquascapes and maybe aquascapes and you can maybe yep. learn about yourself and how you I am actually, that. since you've mentioned this now, I'm going to start looking at people uh-huh. and looking at the scapes and uh-huh. kind of like, hmm. Hmm. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That could like be astrology instead of star signs. It'll be like, what does your scapes style say about you? <laughs> uh-huh. So Ryan, and, and let me just take a little break from, from Nikita here. 
We haven't talked to Ryan for weeks. Yeah. How are you? Where are you? What's going on? You mentioned a tank that's going south. Oh yeah, my new tank that with the little staircase in it, the mm -hmm. cube. Yeah, it's covered in green algae and it's like it looks like a pond where like all the green algae is just like flowing in the water. Like all the fish are swimming around it. Like, oh that's bad. It's out of control. It's ugly. I'm gonna tear it down today and just let it go. I mean we're looking at moving anyway in a couple months so i'm just gonna break it down and not even try to save it and deal with it when we move out and rebuild it later and i'm working six days a week 12 hours a day at the minimum so water changes is something that's hard to do so i'm gonna minimize for a little bit um but like i was saying you know i've got you know six seven tanks that are so mature that other than you can if i don't know if you can hear them in the background but they're so low right now but they don't really have you know many issues they're all running very well their growth is out of control very minimum uh algae a little bit on the 125 so i mean i'm very happy with how they are and how they're doing i get a sneak peek of them for like 30 minutes when i come home before the lights turn off um but yeah, that's kind of where life has taken me now. And, you know, but I'm happy with where it is. Yeah, I mean, if that was the only casualty, really, of, of you neglect, not neglect, neglecting, because I'm sure you don't neglect the tanks. Uh, but if that was the only casualty, that's yeah. not bad at all. No. We're talking about a man here that has like 11 or something tanks. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12 and they're like 75 percent of those are high-tech yeah wow 80 percent of them are all high-tech yeah Nikita, he, he has three kids and a wife <laughs> and a job yeah I, I have no idea how i, have no I idea don't how. either yeah I, i'm single i have no children and that's the reason why i can do this <laughs> very great so much respect to you ryan <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got really lucky that I started them so early, though, too, before this new job, because if they were anywhere new like this cube, they would all crashed by yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, luckily, all my tanks are at least seven to eight months old. So they've kind of yeah. just developed and taken care of each other. And the like, again, now this works for me. I, one of those things that please don't take me literally everybody out there, but I also didn't do a lot of canister changes in between. And I just let that bio load kind of take care of itself. And it seemed to work for my tanks um, to where it's a little bit minimal on the maintenance side. It just seems like everything has leveled out and been able to take care of itself. So I've gotten lucky there. Cause I did notice that when I was cleaning my canisters on a regular, I would have really sparkling clean tanks for a week, but then it would get about a balance at the next week if you weren't on that constant, you know, water change and everything else. So it almost seems for me that that bio load in there and having a little extra seems to help out. And that's why I don't mm -hmm. clean my canister field. <laughs> this is very interesting. I'm learning a lot, guys. <laughs> Okay, so actually, I have a question for you as a complete newbie. Right. Um, well, relative newbie. How long would you say, on average, it took for your tanks to basically like mature and stabilize? I mean, that's almost open-ended. I mean, and I've noticed it different with each tank. I mean, I've had some that were able to mature within, you know, two months. 
and then some it took six seven months to where they were fully established and they were able to almost take care of themselves um the one tank that i did enter into a contest um it's still up and running and i literally can just fill it back up with water and it's so heavily planted that it really just takes care of itself and it, i never get algae in it and it's always sparkling clean so it it really depends for me on how many plants i have in there what's the fish life in there you know how much i'm feeding them i'm also not one of those guys that feeds every day either i feed my fish mm -hmm. probably every other day every three days um to control the waste um and that extra load in the tank you know some people might come after me for it but you know my <laughs> fish are happy and it works no but i actually definitely agree with you there because i have noticed that people that do feed every day um it does increase their maintenance no mm, no definitely i i would okay. say in my experience um i think six months it's a good a good like maybe four four to six months depending on the and, and and that doesn't mean that the tank is looking horrible for four, four months, but you always have that little bit of fungal growth and that biofilm that doesn't go away completely. And then the, you go through your diatoms and then, you know, there's always algae problems till you kind of figure out the chemistry of that particular tank. Um, yeah, I, I find six months is kind of a... Like it's a safe thing you can tell people is like oh you'll you'll be fine in six months. But yeah, and then I also find that the more driftwood you have in your tank, the longer the process is, and that's because that driftwood it's oh. actually affecting the chemistry of your water. It's right. releasing mm -hmm. tannins, and it's just like putting out a bunch of stuff in there that you can't control. Like you can control it with water changes, but how many water changes can you really do? You know. Yes. Um, yes. So there's so many factors, but yeah, it, it takes a while. You know, uh, people that think that they're gonna set up a tank and like in week two it's gonna be looking like a George Farmer's tank. Yeah, mm -hmm. welcome to the real world. That ain't happening. <laughs> Reality <Yeah>. check. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. But it's it's all part of the process, and and I learned to enjoy the process and to not get anxious about it. Uh, and me being a super anxious person, that's definitely something that I've learned uh, in my journey. With Especially with my my big shallow, my 60F that I set up, it's gonna be a year now. Uh, it was horrible at the beginning. The dripwood that I chose for it gave me all the problems in the world, like so many tannins being released, like so many kinds of funky biofilms and fungal growths and, disgusting stuff going on and being released into the water uh uh that was bad but i look at it now and for a while i thought it was not going to happen i thought i was going to have to change that driftwood because somebody told me like oh that's i mean it's not that somebody told me it's that i realized later on that the driftwood that i picked it's not an aquascaping it's not a water i mean it can be in the water but it's meant for reptiles so oh, it's was not it spider uh no it was uh vine root Oh, that's right. That's right. Which is, you know, if you can if you can muscle through it, it will work. But it's not meant to go in water, so it was a whole ordeal. And I thought it was not going to work. I thought I was going to have to tear it down and just to start again a few months into it. But yesterday I was looking into it and I'm like, look at that! Look at that perfect looking tank now. <laughs> Uh, and it's been yeah. like that for it's been like that for a while, but I I I had I hadn't stopped myself to think it's like wow you almost gave up on this one, and look at it now it's like perfectly clear water no no nothing weird growing on the on the 
on the wood and nothing being released from me, no, no little bits of, of everything everywhere. So if this hobby teaches you something or if it has the ability to teach you something, it's patience, which I, I, I'm not, yeah. it's not one of my strong uh, points <laughs> at all. <laughs> so yeah, be patient. It might be two months. If you get lucky, it might be six months, but it, it'll get there. It will get there yeah. and, and you will learn, learn a lot in the process. Like I had never That's used Purigen in my tanks before, never. I had never needed it. And when I was having all the trouble with this one in particular, somebody told me, it's like, oh, you need to throw some Purigen in your canister. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and, and, and we're talking to me years of being in the hobby and I had never needed it. So I didn't know what it was or what, what it did or how it could help me. But it did help me a lot. And now I know. So now I'm able to recommend that to other people when they go through the same problem as, as, as I went back then. I don't know. I think it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful hobby. It's it's a beautiful learning curve for everybody in every aspect. And if you're yeah. patient and you do your homework and you put your elbow grease in there and keep your tanks going, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But isn't that also one of the amazing things about this is no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how many tanks you've had, no matter how many years you've been in it, you're always learning something new. Yeah. You can never know everything about it. Absolutely. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And I think that's also a, a huge mark of success in the hobby is being willing to learn new things and not not feeling like you know everything already. That That is also like a big thing in this. Yeah, and I, we were talking with that last week with uh, Scott from Tanning Aquatics, like how you, you know, you kind of, veer a little bit from 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 your comfort zone which for us is like aquascaping and clear water tanks and then you go a little bit into the black water tanks and you just just like a little different it's just like a little change in your water but there's like a whole new world of things that you can learn mm -hmm. and you can master and you can just like fail at and like try again and it's beautiful i think you need a water tank a black water tank ryan <laughs> Uh, I tried my hands in it once and I just, it wasn't my thing. It just wasn't my thing. I like the crystal clear water. It was, it, it's, it's a beauty that I like to observe and watch and see on Instagram, like your tank. It's not a tank that I like to have and keep. Yeah. Whatever. And like I said, it's <laughs> nothing against that, that style of tank. Cause I, I do love them and I love the aspect about them. I mean, especially watching like yours and Ben's in particular, like I find pure enjoyment out of watching them. It's, it was just never my thing. It's kind of like that perfect uh, manicured tank, you know, it was my thing for a little bit. Now it's the jungle, wild, crazy. <laughs> there you go. There's my astrological <laughs> self about me. I'm just crazy and wild and hmm, out of What control. has changed in your life, Ryan? <laughs> I have no idea. Talk to us more about it, please. Uh -huh. on, let me find my couch and lay down and we'll start discussing it. <laughs> no, there's, it's definitely, and, and that's something that I, um, you know, you meet people in the hobby and uh, I find that a common, a, a common characteristic of people in the hobby, that curiosity, that wanting to learn, that, that wanting to dig and just see what else is out there. 
uh, which it, I think it's a very characteristic in any in in any person really. But when you're in a hobby like this one, I think it's a must. Like if you oh, don't absolutely. have that. Absolutely. And also if, in that, you'll find what works for you in the hobby because mm -hmm. there's so many different aspects to it. There's so many different styles. There's so many different types of like tank keeping that you can do. And you're never going to find what really excites you and what really works for you if you're not going to be willing to try different things and learn different things and open yourself up. There's it's. <laughs> It's actually so endless when I look at this, how many different styles and things that you can get. It, there's really something in it for everyone, in my opinion. Everyone. I agree. It's just finding your style. Like, you know, I, I like that from today's episode. Uh, what's your what's your own style of, of, of fish keeping or aquarium keeping or aquascaping or whatever you want to call it? Um, <laughs> You said you have uh, three low-tech tanks going on right now. Tell us a little bit more about those. So the one low-tech tank is coming down very soon. Um, it's actually, it's the first successful aquascape that I set up. That first one that, that finally worked, it's been running this whole time <laughs> since the beginning of 2020. Um, and I actually, I haven't had the heart to break it down because my shrimp are breeding in there and they're breeding like crazy. I have mm -hmm. so many little shrimplets, mm. but it's really just becoming too much for me to keep all of these tanks right now. And unfortunately, mustn't hear me, but it's my least favorite one. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so eventually right. I'll be moving my shrimp over and taking that down. Um, and then... Yeah, the one other low-tech I've actually just set up. I set it up at the same time that I set up my high-tech. So, like, mid-March. And I'm cycling that with the intention of moving the shrimp over. It's really tiny. It's only 30 centimeters, but I love it. I really – so that's another thing. I really like small tanks. I really like nano tanks. So, before I started Nikita's, Nikita's Natureverse, which is kind of to – was kind of to amalgamate my love for nature because – once I could keep aquarium plants, suddenly I was able to keep house plants. Remember nice. I said all house plants used to die with me before? <laughs> I cracked the code thanks to aquascaping. So now house plants thrive with me. <laughs> um, so before that, my aquascaping page actually used to be called Nano Aquascape because I only have small tanks. Mm -hmm. And there's something for me that's really whimsical about being able to create depth in a nano tank. Mm -hmm. to the point where people don't even realize how small the tank is. Oh, yeah. I find that so appealing when someone looks at it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like this must be at least a meter, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, well actually 45. it's only like 45 30, centimeters, yeah. but, mm -hmm. but thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's something that's definitely a trend with me is I only have small tanks. I would like to work my way up to a bigger tank. I'm aiming for maybe a 90p next. Um, but I'm still, I'm still, I really, I really like building elaborate scapes in a small tank. There's just something about it for me. Yeah. And I think that's something that, um, it's interesting to try, you know, I, I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've, I kept nano tanks and then I just wanted to give a try to the big tanks and it wasn't for me. And then I go to Ryan's place and I see his beautiful 125 and I love it. But I know big tanks are not for me anymore. I like the little fish. I like that playing with that depth that you were uh, mentioning. I like the, the you know, it's 60 to me right now at this point in my life. And I might change my mind next month. 
but at this point a 60 to me is just kind of the perfect size uh i wouldn't go any bigger than that for what i am right now and what i like mm. to do and, and the look that i like to achieve i guess but yeah definitely trying a big tank or something like an id uh yeah that would be a I, lot i'm of, very excited to have the space to work with for for hardscape building that's going to mm -hmm. be very very interesting for me <laughs> what's your favorite part then uh of of the hobby um definitely actually building escape like the proper the hardscape build and everything and and yeah i think definitely that i mean i do enjoy um i, I enjoy the planting and everything and i do enjoy like shaping and everything um but i enjoy that from the aspect of it enhancing my scape mm -hmm. i really really love building something from nothing um taking all these smaller pieces and putting them together to create this flow i find there's i don't know there's just something about it that is very attractive to me there's kind of like like i said you're creating something from nothing mm -hmm. um i find it i don't know it's just for me that's my creativity that's my art form that's like what painting is to someone building a hardscape that's that to me <laughs> And constantly like stepping back and checking your lines and checking your shape and seeing where your eye is drawn to. I love that. I love it. I love it. I've actually got on my balcony, I've got a um, an old cheap empty tank that I've just got some sand in and I have a whole lot of like scrap hardscape pieces and everything lying in boxes in there. And um, whenever I'm bored, I'd go and I just play around and build mm -hmm. things and build shapes and see how it works <laughs> yeah it's practice, practice. That, yeah how was i was watching something in the other uh it was like practice doesn't make perfect it makes improvement mm. so practice practice, practice and just and just being yes. being able to play around with things and just kind of <laughs> learn how things fall into each other and and yes. yeah that that's a really good piece of advice and that's that's a really good thing to be able to do um Nikita's Natureverse. What's in the books for the future? What's coming next? Um, lots of tutorials are coming next. <laughs> lots of clumsy tutorials. I hope you guys aren't <laughs> expecting like polished, perfect editing and everything. You're going to be seeing a lot of me being me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just continuing to grow the hobby in South Africa. Um, I think the the bigger we make it in South Africa, the more accessible that things are going to be to mm -hmm. um, the hobbyists in mm -hmm. South Africa. It's really, the aquascaping community in South Africa is such a beautiful community. Um, it's very small. Everyone knows everyone. There's actually a WhatsApp group that like almost everyone in the whole country is on. There's like 200 and something participants wow. and just seeing the way that everyone supports each other and offers advice and um, is a part of each other's lives. It's very, very, very cool. It's very cool. It's very supportive. It's cool. It's like a little family. Um, I kind of knew everyone before I even met everyone and I haven't even met half of the people yet. Um, so yeah, I'm just working on continuing to build um, the hobby here. I'd like to maybe do a few smaller workshops here as well. Um, just also so that people can see the whole process. Cause another thing, which I do understand for like timing and stuff like that, but a lot of scapers don't include the, the actual build in workshops or in tutorials, which I completely get because 
obviously you're limited for time. You want to have a pre-plan of things to do. But I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck because they overthink it or they're not too sure what they want to do. They don't really come in with a plan. And that's kind of something also that I want to show the bits of because people need to see that like it does get a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but you need to just trust your guts and flow with it and try different things. And yeah, just showing everyone all the sides of it, beautiful mm. sides, the frustrating sides. <laughs> That's awesome. So we invite everybody to follow you <clears throat> at Nikita's uh, Natureverse on Instagram, also on YouTube, where all those videos are going to be coming in. Uh, we'll be keeping track of you for sure and see and see that uh, that evolution uh, and see where you know see that that tank that you're working on for uh, for the contest and. It was really nice to meet you. Thank you for joining us today uh, and chatting with us and, and letting us know about your journey. Um, we wish you the best. Good luck. And thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. And to everybody on the other side of the headphones uh, listening, <laughs> thank you for being with us here one more day. We hope you enjoyed uh, this chat today and we'll see you next week. Take care.